presented by Facebook. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghumana Valen. It's Friday, and this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The Arizona Republic scooped the results of the Maricopa County quote-unquote audit paid for by Stop the Steal and Donald Trump allies. It found that Trump lost Arizona's key county of Maricopa by a wider margin than the official election results. To put a finer point on this, the firm selected by the people promoting the election lie, Cyber Ninjas, did its own count and found that President Joe Biden won. And while we're on the topic of attempting to overturn elections, Politico's Kyle Cheney and Nicholas Wu report that the quote, select panel investigating the January 6th insurrection is issuing subpoenas to four current and former top aides to President Donald Trump, including his final chief of staff, Mark Meadows. Quote, the committee issued its first subpoenas on Thursday to Meadows, former Pentagon official and longtime House Intelligence Committee aide Cash Patel, former top aide White House advisor Steve Bannon, and longtime Trump social media chief Dan Scavino. It marks a turning point in the investigation as lawmakers begin homing in on Trump's effort to overturn the 2020 election results. Now looking ahead to what's next, on October 7th, the deadline for the board to give the committee the documents they've requested. On October 14th, Bannon and Patel are scheduled to sit for depositions, and a day later, Meadows and Scavino are scheduled for their own depositions. Buckle up, folks. That was the advice from Capitol Hill late last night, as Politico's Heather Cagle reports that news got out that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi privately told her committee chairs that she does, in fact, intend to bring the reconciliation bill to the floor next week. The question now, is it bravura or is it bravado? The case for bravura. Pelosi has repeatedly declared herself a master legislator, and the cascade of deadlines she's up against to avoid a government shutdown, to raise the debt ceiling, to keep her promise of a September 27th vote on the BIF, to notch a win for President Biden, may be the most difficult legislative gauntlet she's ever faced. Still, at this point, it makes a certain amount of sense to try and package everything together and ram it through as quickly as possible. Now, the case for bravado. Sources on the Hill say that the moderates and progressives aren't close to a workable deal. As Heather Cagle, Sarah Ferris, and Jennifer Schultes reported on Thursday, Pelosi and her team hope that projecting progress on the talks will satisfy progressives enough to back off their threats. For a vote on reconciliation to happen next week, they will need to mark up the bill on Saturday. It's now Friday, and the bill is not yet written. On a related note, a document is circulating among pro-BIF Senate Republicans pushing back on House GP leadership's effort to whip against the bill. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the President's Daily Brief. At 11 a.m., Biden will participate in a bilateral meeting with Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi in the Oval Office. At 2 p.m., Biden will host the first-ever in-person Quad Leader Summit. And at 5.35, Biden will depart the White House to head to Camp David. Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. At 7.45 a.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will depart D.C. to head to New York City, where she'll appear on The View. At 12.40, she'll depart New York to return to D.C. And at 4.45, she'll meet with the Quad Leaders in the Vice President's ceremonial office. The White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials will brief at 12.30. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2.30. The House will meet at 9 a.m. with the last votes at 3 p.m. The Senate is in today. One last thing before we get out of here. Crypto trading, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Stablecoin. Even if lawmakers don't understand blockchain, Capitol Hill is finally waking up to digital currency. Congress has introduced more than a dozen bills on crypto and blockchain this year alone, 
as lawmakers on both sides of the aisle go head-to-head -head over the best way to regulate the $2 trillion market. Economics reporter Victoria Guida joined Playbook's Tara Palmieri to talk about lobbying around crypto and the time her dog ate her Bitcoin. My dog just tells me to buy the dip, so there you go. Listen and subscribe to Playbook Deep Dive wherever you get your podcasts. For more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Jenny Ament is Politico's senior producer of audio. The executive producer and head of audio is Irene Noguchi. I'm Raghu Manoval and have a great weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Facebook stops more bad actors online than other tech companies. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com slash safety.